0: Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacey, and today, we're getting a little topical here. We're talking about 2002's Cabin Fever, directed by Eli Roth. I don't want to get sick. I do getting sick. I'm joined by our cabin fever correspondent, Josh Wessler. Josh, how you doing? Now I'm doing good. Now the reason you're here is because we're in quarantine stuff, yada yada, pandemic, same as before. Yep, nothing new here. Nothing has changed <laughs> since March, <laughs> so we're still doing this. All of my regular guests who have spots on the Wheel of Spooks right now. None of them can do a podcast with me this week. So you live with me. You're stuck with me. You might say we're quarantined together. You might say we're suffering, starting to suffer from cabin fever. Ah, yes. So I decided to uh, choose a horror movie series that has some relevance because this movie is about a deadly infection. It's a a horror movie, a cabin in the woods type movie, but there's a deadly infection. That is our monster, which is a pretty cool premise, I got to say. I like the premise. So cabin fever, we're going to do the cabin fever series. We got four of them. I don't like any of them. This is the first time you've seen Cabin Fever. Yes. What did you think? It was better than I expected, but I think that
1: a lot of that had to do with you just setting me up for low expectations. So it was definitely better than what I expected. Now, I still am going to say that I don't really recommend it. It's, more, it's right in the middle. If, if I'm rating this, I'm going to land right around uh, five, I think, out of ten. So do with that as you will. I would probably land that in, yeah, you don't really need to watch. If you have nothing else to do and you want a a timely movie based around infections and
0: infectious disease, then it might be a good one to watch. I will not recommend this movie. I don't care for this movie. I'd probably give it a 3 or 4 out of 10. I think it's bad. I like the premise. There's some cool gore, and that's all this movie has going for it. I hate the characters. I hate them so much. This is one of the most insufferable casts i've ever seen in a movie i've definitely seen worse uh but i'm struggling man there's to think there
1: one. are some really low lows there's uh, for no characters. one to
0: root for in this movie
1: no you 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 think you have some people and then it just turns and yep. it's like oh well i'm i'm good Never then it gets kind of rapey yeah yeah and
0: i i don't like this movie there's worse to come in this series this is the second best of the four, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. But yeah, I don't care for this movie at all. Um I can't recommend it, you know. It it's it's definitely a wasted premise. It's got some serious potential that it mostly wastes. Um Yeah, I mean, premise overall, I think it ha- it's great. Like yeah. like like great you premise. said,
1: it, it's as far as I know fairly original. Mm-hmm. Uh when when you just take the name of it, Cabin Fever, I was not expecting it to be disease-related. I thought it was going to be like they're trapped in a cabin and they all start to go crazy. Uh, I thought that's what it was going to be more of. Uh, so it kind of surprised me the way the movie just went. So that was kind of... Yeah, that was nice. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's... Eh. There's not a lot there.
0: So you could skip this one. Uh, But the point of this podcast is we're trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies, including infection disease movies. So we have a list, a current list of 53 rules. Uh, You can check that out on our Twitter account, at Horror. That's How the number two, horror. And you can see our current list of rules on there. So we're going to go through the plot of this movie, beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list. So, yeah, Cabin Fever uh spoiler alert for the movie if you have not seen it don't bother but you know if you want to watch it go ahead uh but spoiler alert coming up but just note i do not recommend it i don't recommend any of these four movies you could skip this whole series uh the only reason we're doing it is because it is timely otherwise this i might save this series for last out of all oh. horror movies because I, I really don't care for this series
1: yeah, and I'm not even really getting much cabin fever yet. I'm lucky we're, we're going out in our jobs and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You and I are lucky that we uh, haven't had to work from home. You, you yeah. I think you did for like I a d- week I did for a week. A week? In March. And I, I haven't at because I, I really can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and
1: I don't, I'm so glad. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, definitely since we're in an apartment, I would not want to be working from home this entire time.
0: If you and I were both working from home, I definitely would have locked you in a woodshed and maybe yeah. fed you to a dog at some point.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point. We both started growing beards, so that's something. yeah, yeah.
0: We're both we're both rocking the lumberjack look now. Yeah. Uh, so that tells you something about our mental stability. Yeah, teetering, yep. definitely teetering. Uh, we both have drank at least a beer. Yep, <laughs> uh, I need several more to talk about this movie. But yeah, Josh, anything else before we get into this pile of crap? No, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this, also that. This is the first podcast we're recording in 2021. Here's to a, a better New Year, but so far, with uh, people are, uh, storming into the Capitol and trying to take over, uh, it's not looking like it. Not a great start. Nope. Uh, fuck you guys for trying to take over the Capitol, and anyone who supports them, I don't want you listening to this podcast, so fuck off. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely, I fucking hate you. <laughs> All right, you ready to do this? Nah, might as well. Alright, so the movie begins with Hermit Henry, just a hermit who lives in the woods. Uh, And he is, you know, walking around, he's doing some hunting, and he gets back to his little shelter, and he finds his dog dead and, like, missing its internal organs, and just, like, a bloody mess. And that's how the movie starts. Well, if you live in the woods, you're kind of always in a horror movie, because you never know when a bear is going to attack or anything like that. So Henry should be perpetually living in a horror movie.
1: You're, like, in a nature horror
0: movie. Yeah. Which is definitely a thing. Yeah. The first world of surviving horror movies you have to know you're in one. Henry is in a horror movie. Mm. Uh, his entire life is a horror movie. But the bad news is he's already infected. And okay. as, as far as we can tell with this movie, you know, maybe it'll change in the sequels. Who knows? We don't get an antidote in this movie. So once you're infected, you are done. Yeah. As far as we know. The characters don't know that. Yeah. Which, and, and if you're in an, in an infection movie, you know, you have to assume that there I- there will be an antidote. Hopefully soon. So you keep trying to survive until you can hopefully get your hands on an answer. Just try
1: to get to, like, a hospital (laughs) or something and hope that they have something that can at least slow down the process.
0: One minute at a time. Yep. Just, you know, uh, never give up. The next thing you try might work. Yep. That is rule number 17. Oh, good point. So then we cut to our main cast of five shitty teenagers. I guess they're college students, and they're going on spring break or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But our main five, we have Paul, who's played by Ryder Strong from uh, uh, Boy Meets World. He plays Sean on Boy Meets World.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He looked familiar the entire movie. I'm like, what what movie is he in? Boy Meets
0: World, uh, which I, I like Boy Meets World. It's a good show. Um, I didn't really watch it that much. I didn't either. Um, Jacob, a uh, friend of the podcast, Jacob Colnes, uh he showed me Boy Meets World when we lived together. And I watched a few episodes with him, and it was great. Uh, good show. Um, so it's fun to see Ryder strong in this. Unfortunately, his character fucking sucks. Yeah. So Paul's our lead guy. He is generic, nice guy, it seems. Mm-hmm. And he's got a crush on girl Karen, who is a girl. She's a girl. They've known each other a long friends time. Friends for a long time. And they both like each other, but neither of them will make a move on each other because they've been friends forever. So that's Paul and Karen. Then we have Jeff and Marcy, who are horny couple. And Jeff's kind of douchey law student who, you know, I, I always like these characters in movies because they're always like kind of douchey and put their own survival ahead of everybody else's. I say, yeah, they're, they're like, always just me first, which usually is a good bet. Not always, but usually. Uh, Mild spoiler alert: He is a heavy contender for the Randy Meeks merit badge in this movie. Yeah, heavy, heavy contender. Um, So that's Jeff and Marcy, horny couple. Jeff's a douche. That's all there is to that. That's about right. And probably the best character is Bert. Uh, No, he is the worst character. I I mean, best in terms of like entertainment. Like he's the (sighs) one who I like. He's a terrible person, but he's the one I hate to watch the least. If that makes sense, I don't
1: know, man. I hated watching him. Oh, okay. I like mean,
0: I could not stand him. Oh, he's absolute douche. But he he reminds me of a friend of mine. Uh, he's like a doucher version of one of my really good friends, who's just kind of can be a drunk asshole and likes to go shoot stuff in the woods. A little rednecky. A little rednecky, not full on hick, but like a little bit there. Yeah. I have a friend who's just just randomly setting fires. Yeah, uh, so he he reminds me of a friend of mine, but Bert is way worse than my buddy. My buddy's actually a good guy, but they have some similarities. So that's, like, the one thing. It's like whenever I see Bert doing something, I'm like, oh, it's like watching Mike. Hi, Mike. I doubt you're listening, but if you are listening, hi, Mike. You're way better than Bert, Mike, I promise you. You're awesome. <laughs> so these five are going to a vacation in uh, the cabin in the woods. Classic setup. Nice. On the way, they stop at a general store to pick up some supplies, And they meet this weird-ass kid named Dennis who's just sitting on a bench out front. I don't know why this stupid-ass kid is in the movie for his two scenes. There's
1: absolutely... I guess it does have a connection later in the movie that that progresses the story, but it's a stretch. Yeah, oh, it's a stretch. (laughs) It's so unnecessary.
0: Dennis has some sort of issue. Apparently, everyone in this town says, you got to stay away from Dennis. Everyone knows you stay away from Dennis. Because if you get too close to him, he'll bite you. Surprise! Paul gets too close to him, Dennis just bites him. And if you need a visual
1: here, it's a kid on a, a wood porch swing and the kid has a mullet. So that yep. t- that'll tell you everything right mullet. there.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're out in the sticks now. We are in Redneck Land. So they're buying some stuff inside. They're talking to the owner who's like telling them stories about all this stuff. He's just kind of rambling on and there's like a rifle on on the shelf and he's like ask they're asking, "Hey, what's the rifle for?" And he says, "I'm not going to mm. repeat the whole quote." Do but, it. Bet you won't. No, I, well, absolutely not. <laughs> but he's, he's, they're like, what's the rifle for? And he says, it's for the N-words. And you're just like, what? Why? He's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, what? This was so unnecessary. Okay, we're just going to throw that in there. And, and it's for this big, dumb joke that's going to pay off at the very end. But, ugh. Like, that's the kind of movie we're set up for. And and, uh, all these characters, you know, this guy aside, like, our main cast of teenagers, they're dropping uh, retard and gay and all this stuff. Bunch of slurs throughout the entire movie. It's 2002, different time. Doesn't make me like these characters anymore. They all are doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've all had our fair share of uh, using those words in the mid-2000s. Peak middle school when we're all idiots. Yep. These are college Uh, students. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between a middle schooler, like we were back in those days, uh, and and being hopefully college-educated at that point.
0: Like, I get it was (laughs) the times, but it just doesn't make these characters likable, and the movie is not aged well because of it, so we get just tons and tons of slurs in this movie, and that's no fun. You know, you want to root for your characters, typically.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple of times where, like, you almost, you, you just laugh, because it's just like, what? Like... It's just so unnecessary. Yeah,
0: it's almost... I, I'm pretty sure like exaggerated for comical effect. It's just not that funny. No. But on the way, Bert gets caught stealing a Snickers bar. rumor four, don't be a menace. Yeah. You know, what if something goes wrong and you need to go to these people for help later and they already don't like you because you tried to steal a Snickers bar from them? Yep, no real reason. You gotta play the social game, man. <laughs> you guys got 50-some dollars
1: worth of supplies from this general store? That probably is not that expensive, so you... They come away with just boxes of things from the store. Why steal one Snickers? Why not just add that? And then, nah, spending too much time on it. Bert, Bert sucks.
0: Bert sucks. So they get to the cabin and they all split off. Jeff and um um Marcy go off the fuck because that's the, they're the horny couple. Yep. Uh, Paul and Karen go swimming and Bert goes off just go just hunt squirrels. He's just drinking yep. beer and shooting at squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Paul and Karen kiss for the first time. You know we get a whole lot of blah 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 well they won't they and then they kiss and it's like okay who cares yeah no one cares thought uh thought paul was getting tossed just
1: right into the friend zone
0: yeah but no no no. so bert starts a giant fire at the cabin and just takes off into the woods and leaves it you dumbass. I don't know if this could be filed under Don't Be a Menace, Yo, but... Yo, it absolutely is.
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to make a rule of Don't Start Forest fires." Play
0: stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, you know, luckily Jeff and Marcy, they put it out a little bit, but it's like, bro, you're so stupid. What an idiot. So he goes out in the woods, and he accidentally shoots Hermit Henry. And Henry's like, why'd you shoot me, man? But more importantly, I'm super sick. Uh, I need a doctor, and Henry's sick. Uh, he's got, like, lesions over his face. He, he looks sick. Mm-hmm. Bert realizes this. Bert realizes he might be in a horror movie. Rule number one. So he's like, all right, I'll go get you a doctor. You stay over there. No, s- stop coming closer. S- stay back. Rule 40, keep your distance. That happens a lot in this movie with people getting a little too close. And Bert's going to end up shooting Henry again <laughs> to keep him away. That's I mean,
1: fair. <sighs> rule number 30 is don't be a good Samaritan. I, I, I fully support trying to help someone mm-hmm. here. And he does all that he is obligated to do as a human being. He says, "You stay over there, I'm going to go get help." I don't know if he's being genuine about it, but I'm going to assume that he is being genuine yep. about it. And then Henry just keeps getting closer and closer. What are you going to do? You you don't want to make contact with this person. Like, yes, you can push them back, but you, you don't to you them. don't want to touch them. Rule you forward, don't want them distance.
0: to breathe on them. You don't you have no idea what this person has. Social distance. Yeah. And this whole movie could have been avoided because if Henry just sat there. Burt could have Gone back, got in a truck, gone to help. Nobody else gets infected. They get help out there. Everyone gets quarantined. Henry probably dies anyway, but no one else is sick. The whole movie ends. Congratulations. Everyone else lives. Yeah. As long as he stays in this one spot. Yeah. But no, Henry has to ruin everything for everyone. Granted, we don't really know how much the disease affects the mind. Mm -hmm. So maybe he was like, maybe it's melting his brain. It probably was. Probably. We don't know. But, you know, I'll cut Henry a little bit of slack. For sure. But Burke gets back to the cabin and doesn't tell anyone anything. If you're not gonna go get help, I I don't know. Get, I I think you get help still. Yeah, and you can always just say, hey, he was like rambling about a doctor, and then he charged at me, and I was scared. I was scared for my life. I shot him. Yeah, all you got to do is say it was self defense. Yeah, you just repeat which it was. It was <laughs> the, the first time was an accident. The Second time was self defense. True. So yeah, I think you, you definitely go get help here. Um, Plus, then at least everyone's on alert for like
1: some guy wandering in the woods who might come up to your cabin.
0: Yep. Rule number nine is be careful what you say and how you say it. And saying nothing is not the best move in this situation. Communication is key. Uh, yes. yes. Yes, it is. But Bert doesn't tell anyone anything. So that night, they're, they're, they're all sitting around a fire, and Paul tells a story about a massacre at a bowling alley, which is pretty funny, I will say. It has nothing to do with this, this story. I mean, it, it kind of is thematically similar. With, like, I guess. Yeah, you know, there are some thematic ties between the story and the rest of the movie. But this guy named Grimm and his dog, Dr. Mambo, show up. And Grimm is played by the director of the movie, Eli Roth. Yep. <laughs> He's definitely here. Yep. For some reason. And they don't want him to stay until he pulls out a giant bag of weed. Yep. But then it starts raining and Grimm leaves. Ah, Bye, weed. <laughs> 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 so the rain comes in and they all go in the cabin. But then, uh, Hermit Henry knocks on the door and asking for help, and which is all fine in Danny until he sees Bert. <laughs> Bert's inside. Hey, you fucker! Were you supposed to go get help? Yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing. So now we have a even more diseased guy outside. Rule number one: You guys are in a horror movie. Yeah, I think so. At this point, yeah. uh,
1: even if even if I mean he looks sick as hell, but even if he isn't sick, you got some stranger knocking on your door in a cabin in the woods.
0: Uh, rule 18, Stranger Danger. Yep. So Bert re- immediately shuts the door. i like, yeah, we're not letting this diseased guy in. <laughs> it's the right move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep your distance. So Henry goes out to the truck because they left their car keys in the truck. Idiots. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. We're going to get a lot of that this movie. Oh, yeah. Rule 32. Ugh, these characters are stupid as fuck.
1: This is almost like... Adjacent to
0: the rule lock your doors. Yep. Like, like keep your keys on you. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Uh, lock your doors, that is. Rule number 25, lock your doors. And that includes your car doors. Yep. If you kept your car keys on you, you know, you might be scared you're going to get drunk and drop them somewhere in the woods. Fine, keep them on the counter in the kitchen. Yeah. In a drawer. Cool. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one thing we should mention is Bert and Jeff have a bet that the two of them can, will only drink beer all weekend and the first one to cave has to do something give up the rest of their beer
1: uh yeah he said like i'll give you half my stash or whatever i'm assuming that means alcohol but that could also be (laughs)
0: drugs (laughs) uh so the two of them are only drinking beer which is an important plot point also
1: not healthy (laughs) not healthy
0: but interestingly the only healthy way to go with this movie yes who needs hydration? Who needs hydration? So Henry goes outside to start up their car. And so the whole gang locks and loads. Just tons of weapons, including a gun. <laughs>
1: Everyone just grabs something. Just like, it's going to be a good old fashioned just gang beat here. And you know what? I support it.
0: <laughs> so they just start beating on the truck to get Henry out. Who's puking blood everywhere. Inside <laughs> the truck. <laughs> it's like exorcist levels times dialed up to 11. Yeah. It's comical. Uh, how much blood is just gushing out of this guy? But they finally get him out of there and damage the truck uh, seemingly superficially, but apparently it does internal damage too. Yeah, that does make sense because there was no indication that the truck
1: had anything wrong with it up until this point. And then after Henry gets in and
0: they beat the truck up, it doesn't start. You know, maybe Bert actually fired a bullet into the engine or something like that, but they should have shown that more clearly if that's the case. Yeah. So, I don't really know why the truck has so many issues after this. Whatever. Uh, So, they end up, like, kind of fighting with him. They hit him a little bit, and then Paul accidentally sets him on fire because he's got, like, a torch as a weapon and accidentally uh, lights Henry on fire. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) You know, if a guy is clearly sick
1: with something that is uh, potentially infectious in ways that you have no idea how it could spread. And trying to steal your truck. And trying to steal your truck. I don't condone using fire, but if something would happen where
0: he might catch on fire a little bit and run into the woods and you never see him again, oh no. Better things could have happened, worse things could have happened. Yeah. We'll put it that way. So Henry takes off on fire running into the woods, and, and he's going to die, uh, and we're going to see his body later. He, have, he He puts himself out by jumping into the water reservoir that supplies all the drinking water to the region whoops whoopsies uh don't be a menace (laughs) you know what for henry's sake he does the right thing jumping into the closest water you can find fair enough you know he's still gonna die but infecting the water that's that sounds like someone else's problem not his problem anymore that's for damn sure so so henry he's dead now of the movie the gang has no cell phone signals uh the truck's fucked up somehow now what do they do uh, so they all just decide, hey, in the morning, we'll try to fix the truck and get some help. And it was an accident. We set a guy on fire by accident. Keyword here, accident. Everyone on the same page here. Get your story straight. This had some real, I know what you did last summer vibes. <laughs> yeah, very much, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Aesthetic morning comes and Jeff and Bert go off to get help one way. Marcy goes another way in the canoe, even though they both end up at the yeah, same Yeah, can point. we talk about that? Yeah, that was stupid.
1: I, I don't want to say that this is the dumbest move of the movie, but she literally just walks away from everyone at the cabin just like, see you guys later, I'm going to go find help. Off on her own into the middle of nowhere. You have no idea what's
0: out here. Well, and she, she just goes! Just canoeing away. away. With no weapon. You know, I guess... Yeah, she doesn't have a weapon. She should have a weapon. But, you know, the canoeing thing, you know, that kind of makes sense. You can see a long way on a lake. You can see any other cabins. and That I have no issue with. I just have an
1: issue with her going
0: alone with no weapon. You know, don't split up, gang.
1: Let's split up and look for clues. Absolutely. Uh, Rule 19.
0: Jeff and Bert, they go to a a farm that turns out to be like a butcher's place. And they meet uh, the butcher, and she's telling them, hey, don't eat these pigs. They're all sick. All these pigs are rotten. So it's like, uh uh-oh. But they don't really put two and two together. yeah. Maybe put two and two together here, guys. Jeff and Bert don't seem like the smartest guys. But Jeff should be. Jeff's going to be a lawyer. Jeff should be. Um, Bert, Bert, I understand. Bert, I
1: understand. Bert, I would would not be surprised if he went and ate from that pig.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems like something he would do. Bert's the type. But eventually, she offers to call them a tow truck when they explain their situation. But when they're inside, they realize she is cousins with Hermit Henry. Womp, womp.
1: (laughs) Womp, (laughs) womp. They're like... Oh, they—they they just see a picture of Henry just sitting on the table, and she's like, "They're like, oh yeah, like some some crazy guy like from the woods came up to the door," and
0: she's like, "Oh, I wonder if it was Henry." And they're like, "Nope, wasn't Henry. It was, our, it was our friend. He was our friend. He got really drunk," <laughs> and they're super suspicious. Oh yeah, they're just like, "Ah, uh, we got to go. Bye." You know, if you just play into a lie or something like that, you could have gotten help here. Like they could. Oh, if they leaned into it here, they easily could have gotten a ride to the city. Yeah, but I'm assuming they're both drunk. I don't know. It's beer. early.
1: Oh, yeah. All the drinking is beer. Good old day drinking.
0: So they leave and then they go to another ha- uh, house, and Marcy shows up there. It's like, Marcy, where the? What? Why? Why did you guys even split up? Also, how? How? Out of everywhere that you guys, like,
1: it's a big area. We're able to go. Like, you're in the woods around a lake. You could be anywhere right now, and somehow you got to the same
0: deserted house. But there's no phones in any of these houses. No one has phones here because they don't work, apparently. Everyone uses radios instead. Sure. Sure, Whatever, it's fine. Back at the cabin, uh, where it's just Paul and Karen there alone, the best character in the movie, Deputy Winston, shows up.
1: Uh, And by best
0: character, I mean the character who makes me want to stab myself in the ear with a screwdriver. I hate this guy so goddamn much. Here's the thing. I hated Bert more than
1: Winston. Oh,
0: I hated Winston, Winston.
1: At least made me so confused that I slightly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, he all of Winston's scenes make me feel like I'm having an aneurysm.
1: I was so just, I, I didn't know what to think. I, I, I had no words when I was watching, just because nothing was connecting.
0: Nope. Winston is obsessed with partying, and that is his character. Every other word he says is partying. Gotta party, man. We're gonna party. We're gonna party so hard, man. Grab a 40, man. God. You think that's a joke, but that is... I think that might have actually been a line directly from the movie. Like, that is very accurately what his lines were. Yep. Deputy Winston, everybody. He's a deputy, and he likes to party. I hate this character. He's awful. And he comes back in the sequel and gets a larger role. And I want to die. God, I hate Deputy Winston. So Paul tells him what happened... And Winston's not really listening. He's just focused on like, oh, you guys are partying, man. That's pretty cool. You got a party. This is a party town, man. Just not a not a worry in the world about this truck that just
1: has blood all over it, and this story that this guy has about a like some stranger coming up to his door that they just beat up, and he just runs away. No, nope, nothing. None of it matters. Just I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you a story about uh, these parties with these girls who really want to hook up with me and all this just nonsense he's
0: the worst rule number three
1: do your damn job deputy winston it was so bad i did not think this guy was an actual deputy yeah yeah when i when i was watching i i thought that he was somehow i thought that this was going to be like a conspiracy movie yeah and he was behind some sort of like cult that released this virus
0: sure that would make more sense just because the character does not make sense nope so he, he says he's going to call them a tow truck. It'll be out tomorrow. Okay, sure. Get out of here, Winston. Luckily, he's only got like four scenes in this movie, but every time I just want to like lose my shit. <sighs> Fuck this guy. So Paul and Bert, they start cleaning up the truck. I would not be doing it. <laughs> not be wiping up any blood. But Dr. Mambo the dog, the German shepherd that belonged to Grimm, shows up and is very aggressive. And Marcy shoots a gun and scares it off for now.
1: Yeah, this is like... This is, like, rabies level. Yeah. Like, watch out, this thing might be infected.
0: Yeah, Henry probably passed this off to the dog somehow. Yeah, uh, Which had,
1: I don't think it did because the dog keeps coming around and doesn't have any sores or anything like that, yeah. but who knows? if the dog got it, but sure. the
0: dog has it. And Jeff is super paranoid about the illness, which is fair. He's, he's like the comfort- only one that it seems to be worried.
1: I mean, like, everyone's worried about it, but he's the only one that's taken, like, actual, like,
0: Logical safety measures. He's covering his nose and mouth. He doesn't have a mask, but he's using like a cloth to cover it best yeah. he can. Yeah. Mask up. <laughs> Hashtag
1: mask up. Cabin fever. in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> cabin fever people.
0: <laughs> Karen's feeling sick. Marcy's just had some tea, and we we know the water's infected at this point. Karen has drank some water. Marcy's drank some tea. We we as the audience know the water's infected. They yeah, know they're not it. they're
1: not trying to make this a secret or anything, but.
0: If there's like a a flesh-eating disease roaming around, I'm going to be really hesitant about what I drink. It could be in the water. Yeah, good rule of thumb
1: is only eat and drink packaged goods. Yep. Uh, Hopefully you bring some bottled water with. Whenever you go out camping or to some new area that maybe doesn't have the cleanest water, even if there's not a flesh-eating bacteria out there, you should probably just bring some bottled water just in case maybe the water doesn't look great and you decided to just go
0: off of that instead that's the right move i think these people only brought beer yeah (laughs) and you know i think at this point when we have an infection roaming around and just weird shit i think i'm gonna follow rule 11 get out i'm gonna start walking get out i think i would walk to the general store and call for help now we don't know how far away
1: it is true uh there was no sense of like Four hours later or anything yeah. after they left the general store. So, like, this this thing could be 10 miles away. It could be 80 miles away. If All it's I that know, far
0: and this woods is huge. These characters are stuck here, end up being stuck here for days. Yeah. I start walking. You're going to get there eventually. And maybe flag down a car. You know, anything's better than just waiting around here with a possible infection. Yeah. I leave. I'm out of here at this point, I think. Start first thing in the morning right when the sun rises and just head out. Yep. Sure, and, and as the movie goes on more and more, I'm, I'm going to, you know, there's <laughs> this this continues to escalate to the point where it's like, okay, you should be all gone by now. Get out. Rule 11. So Karen gets Paul to cuddle up with her. So they're, they're cuddling in bed. Bert's working on the car while Jeff stands guard with the gun. That's a, that's a good move. You know, I like that. Bert's out there working and Jeff's got the gun ready to go just in case Dr. Mambo shows back up. But while Karen is sleeping, so up to this point, Paul has been fine. He's not really throwing out any slurs. He's he's kind of bland, but he's mostly likable. He gets real rapey here because Karen is asleep, and he's just feeling her up. He, like, he shoves her hands straight down her pants eventually. It's like, dude, she's asleep. Fuck you, man. Uh, Not cool. Consent, bitch. No, don't do this. Nope. She can't consent to this. You don't do this, Paul. Fuck off. But uh, Paul just finds a ton of blood on karen and they they take the sheets off and she's her legs are just a mess she's infected she's, in, she's super infected mm-hmm. everyone stay away from karen yep also why she's probably out of it a little bit keep <laughs> your leg. distance keep your distance <laughs> so bert kind of takes charge at this point and he's like everyone get the fuck out of here they're like no we gotta help her no get the fuck out of here everyone stay away from karen and she's like trying to reach out to them for help and he's like throwing stuff at her like get back and he just shuts her in the bedroom, and he's like, "Yeah, no one go in there, you dumb idiots. We don't want to get infected." You're absolutely right, Bert. You are absolutely right.
1: He's right. He he is very aggressive about it, uh, to the point where like he, he could end up like getting dangerous. Like I would be concerned about like him harming Karen when it might not be necessary. I was thinking, like, Bert, don't panic. Uh, he
0: panics a little bit for sure. Rule 10.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, it's better to uh,
0: have that kind of reaction than none at all. Than what Paul and Marcy have. We're like, oh, we need yeah. to help her. We need to put our hands all over her and, and get infected ourselves.
1: Nope, no. no.
0: PPE. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. So the others all check themselves out for leashes. They're all fine. For now. And they force Karen out to the shed. They put her out in like the wood shed. And lock her in. She's like, fuck you guys. And no, like, no, fuck you, Karen. You're infected. All right. In a COVID world now, we all know that if one of us gets infected, we have to quarantine. That is that is how it works. We're putting you in the shed. Yep. If I get infected, put me in the goddamn shed. I'll old yeller you if I have to. <laughs> you know? And I'll do the same <laughs> to you, Josh. Yay. <laughs> so happy. Yeah. Karen's... Not pleasant about this. And, eh, screw her. Yeah. And they're all like, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll stand out here and guard you. They don't really do a good job at that. No, they do a terrible <laughs> job at that. These are, these are all terrible people. I hate all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul goes off to a nearby cabin for help, and he sees a naked woman inside. And her husband sees Paul, comes out, and points a gun at him because he thinks he's a peeping Tom. And Paul's just, like, trying to explain, hey, no, my friend's sick. I need help. But the guy just points the gun at him, and, and Paul just runs away. You got to cut the scene out of the movie completely. It doesn't go anywhere. No. Be careful what you say and how you say it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the very obvious thing that he could have done instead was just go up to the door and knock and not
0: peeping Tom. Don't peep in the windows. Don't be a creep. Don't be a creep. But Paul's a creep. He just knocked on the door. uh, He might have lived. Even though he technically survives the movie. Technically. Technically. Still alive at the end of the movie. He is in the sequel. Paul goes back to the cabin and they're all like, yeah, we don't really want to eat the food because it might be infecting. And Marcy's like, I washed it. Well, guess what, Marcy? The water's infected. <laughs> it's Bleach
1: to it next time.
0: <laughs> and uh, so the, the, they're all kind of like at each other's throats now, and Bert ends up drinking some water, and this is what infects Bert. Bert is infected now. Yep.
1: And uh, Jeff catches him, or uh, Paul, ca- Paul catches yep, him. Yep.
0: He's like, Bert, you just lost the bet. So Jeff gets all the beer, <laughs> and he's going <laughs> to use it. Congrats. Congrats, Jeff. Dr. Mambo shows up again to try and get at Karen in the woodshed, but Jeff manages to scare it off with the gun. And then we cut to the next day where Bert finally gets the car started. Great. Go for help. Perfect. Polymer, Mercy, like, great. We're going to put Karen in the car with us, and we're going to drive to safety. I'll be okay. No. No. You keep your distance. I, I think the only, only, only way that you'd be
1: able to do this, if you had a ton of blankets, just burritoed her up, mm-hmm.
0: and just wrap her and just... Chuck her into the trunk. They've got like two blankets. Yeah. And so they're putting her in the trunk. They're all ready to go. They're touching her like crazy.
1: Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Really inexcusable for anyone who the has... The worst
0: movie of the movie, I think. Yeah. For Paul and Marcy here. Now Bert's coughing up blood too. And everybody's like, you don't look so good. And it's like, I don't feel so good. We need to get help. Fair enough. Fair enough. And if I'm Bert, like, I'm going here. Yeah. yeah. Bert should absolutely, for his own safety, he should go.
1: And if anything, you could basically say like i'm getting sick i will go on my own and get help you guys can stay here if you really want to help karen that badly you can stay here
0: but i'm gonna go you can come with if you want which is exactly what happens especially when karen pukes blood all over the truck and jeff's like you know what i'm good i'm
1: and <laughs> <laughs> Bert's like i'm infected already screw it <laughs> yeah
0: i'll take the chance yeah, fair enough fair fair for Bert. absolutely fair can't get more infected yeah, as far be- as they know yeah So Bert ends up driving off to go get help on his own while Paul and uh, Marcy decide to take care of Karen. Jeff, meanwhile, follows rule number 11, get out. He takes all of the beer and just runs off into the woods. Uh, Better late than never. This is my favorite move in the movie because he's like, yeah, you guys can stay here and touch uh, Karen all you want. Like you've been doing like dumbasses. I'm a go. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And Marcy
1: just gets mad at him, calls him an asshole because he's leaving.
0: Okay. I'm fine with this. Hey, I'd rather be a living
1: asshole than a dead dumbass. <laughs> Only fault I'll give Jeff is that he, I don't think he brought a weapon. I think he brought, like, a like a blanket and beer, and yeah. that's it. I mean, I guess you could use a beer
0: bottle as a weapon. Yeah,
1: I guess, but um, find something better.
0: But Jeff's going to disappear until, like, the very end of the movie. It's hilarious. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. So Paul and Marcy put Karen back in the shed, and then they go inside and have sex for some reason.
1: Yeah, it was basically... Uh, uh marcy basically was saying like we're basically we're we're on a a plane that's crashing and you just want to turn to the person next to them and just have sex with them because you know it might be the last thing you do and paul's just like wait i'm sitting next to you (laughs) cut to cut to
0: banging (laughs) paul's such a piece of shit yeah he's this girl he's got a crush on and he molests her and now he's banging another girl instead must not have liked
1: her that much (laughs) paul you are such a piece of shit He's he's living out his last days as much as he can. Not in the best way, though.
0: But even, like, you know, get rid of all the, the scumbagness aside. What if Marcy's infected? And what if by having sex sure. with her, you infect yourself? Yeah. And afterwards, we see him pour Listerine all over his crotch. That's not how it works. You're <laughs> still a dumbass. God, Paul sucks. Herpes are forever. <laughs> that shit stays with you. <laughs> and Marcy's got a whole bunch of, like, lesions on her back now. So she's infected. So Bert gets to the general store and he's like trying to tell him all about the disease. And weirdo little kid Dennis is still sitting outside. And Dennis's father, I think, runs the store.
1: Apparently just never leaves this bench.
0: And Dennis's father's like, Yeah, you know, you stay there and I'll call a doctor. And Bert's like, Fine. Fair. Okay, great. Everything Perfect. should go perfectly fine. This fucking kid Dennis <laughs> shouts like, I want pancakes or something like that. No, that's exactly what it was. It was. it was he was just yelling
1: pancakes and I don't know if he thought that Bert was a pancake or
0: what, but he does like a Kung Fu flip off of the bench in slow-mo in slow-mo and then runs over to Bert and bites him. What? Why? There
1: was no reason for this. And and this is the the attaching thing that progresses the story that I was talking about earlier. You could have done it in a completely different way that had nothing to do with some deranged child.
0: I don't know why this is in the movie. You could have done this any other way, yeah. a million different ways. You pick the weirdest, worst way to do this. Yep. Dennis' father comes back out. He's like, well, now you're a danger to my kid and you might have infected him. So I'm going to kill you and all your friends because you're a danger. What? <laughs> That's, whoa, that, that, that escalated quickly. Burr was willing to stand. All you had to do was call him like the doctors and some... Co- all you have to do is call for help. That's everyone in this movie. All you have to do is get help. You get the CDC in here, and guess what? Yeah, we're going to lose some, probably some of the infected people, but you solve the problem, and no one does this. Rule 12 wait for backup. Oh, uh, yeah, good point. God damn. So Dennis's dad forms a posse of like three rednecks, and they're going to go shoot and kill Bert. Yeah,
1: he he's basically like, This guy infected my child. There's other infected people in this cabin. We need to go end them. It's like
0: what? <laughs> this escalated so quickly, and so we get a, like a car chase. Burt's driving as fast he can down the road. He's being chased by rednecks. Also, if this if this redneck dad cared about like cared
1: about his kid this much because he said he infected him, apparently, why not get your kid help? Yeah, get a doctor. He just leaves his kid behind. I, he he prioritizes killing these other people in the woods instead of getting his child help. That makes
0: sense don't be a menace rule four don't be a menace yeah, yeah. don't go on a, don't do start a lynch mob get your kids some help unbelievable so Marcy takes a bath and she starts shaving her legs and Ugh. her skin starts peeling out. yeah you hated this I hated this this is pretty bad uh she's just and she keeps shaving her legs and her skin is just peeling out stop shaving your legs you're making it worse yeah I think at this
1: point she's like lost her mind she knows that she's infected she's trying to do something kind of normal just even though it's not the right time for this i think that she's just trying to do it yeah
0: and yeah
1: you you can tell that she's just in another place yeah she's she's
0: panicking rule 10 don't panic Bert drives into the woods and his truck dies why did he drive into the woods drive to the police station Yeah, this made no sense drive to
1: a town drive he, anywhere to
0: give context
1: the uh the rednecks are right behind yep. him and this entire chase scene is just completely disorganized this is more from like an editing perspective yep. it does not make sense it
0: yeah I, I don't understand why Burgess does this, but dies. But
1: I'm assuming he's thinking like, oh, I could maybe lose them if I go through the woods instead of on a road. I think the solution is go to a hospital and if someone sees them shooting at you, maybe they'll do something.
0: Yeah. Hospitals usually have a security guard, someone to call the cops, Yeah, a radio. I don't know. Uh, this town sucks. Don't yeah. ever go to whatever town this is. Do we even know where this is? In the- I think we find out in the sequel, but I'm, don't quote me on that. It's just random hick town. So don't go to any random hick town. Right? It might be the town. It, this could be in North Dakota. This could be in Minnesota. We could. This could be happening right here. True. Don't go anywhere. Stay home. <laughs> More of the story. <laughs> so Paul leaves to go get help, and he ends up finding uh, Henry's body in the water reservoir. And for some reason, he tries to like flip the body over to confirm it's Henry or to get the body out of the res. I don't know what he's doing.
1: Safe to say that this is the worst move of the movie.
0: Yeah, this might be the worst move of the movie, actually.
1: What is... What are you trying to achieve here?
0: The water's already infected. Are you
1: confirming that this guy is dead? No shit, this guy's dead.
0: just flies everywhere. He's just floating in a reservoir. Why do you need to flip him over?
1: Even if you're gonna, like, confirm that the water's infected. That's not... That's not... No, that's not even what he's doing here. Because he doesn't realize that it's the drinking water until he sees the reservoir sign. Yep. So... He, he climbs halfway down this ladder and pokes the body to turn it over for Some shits
0: and giggles? I have no fucking clue. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, so Paul ends up at the ladder breaks on him and Paul falls into the water and this infects him. Paul gets Good. Infected. Good. Fucking good. You deserve it. You piece of shit dumbass. God, Paul sucks. Paul might be the worst one. He had
1: so much potential too. You know, the first half of the movie, of the movie. And Paul's
0: fine, but I think he's the worst one. Yeah, because everyone else is just like neutral at best <laughs> everyone else is kind of shitty for the most part like Bert and Jeff they're kind of shitty but at least they own it Paul's they're, pretending they're, they're to like be a a, and they're
1: just like a notch below yeah like Jeff is like Paul just bottoms out
0: yeah he sucks so hard so Bert actually has a pretty clever move and he tries to throw the rednecks off the trail he he makes like a fake trail like he puts some blood on a tree and, and runs one way but then quickly runs backwards and goes the other way to throw him off and it works it's a it's a clever trick I guess that would be just never give up. But the next thing you try, my might work. I mean, it, it it works temporarily to get these people off this trail. I think you could do something like adjacent to rule number 27, don't run in a straight line. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Spread out! It'll confuse him! Try running a serpentine pattern! He's incapable of driving towards correction Serpentine,
1: everyone! Serpentine!
0: Throw him off the trail. You know, running in a straight line that, you know, just, just going, you know, staying within sight of these rednecks, even though from the, they were pretty close together but whatever that, that is an error on just the the
1: directing yeah, side of it not, not really Bert. there's no chance in hell that these guys wouldn't have actually seen
0: them just the way that the camera was framed yeah but yet Bert does not run in a straight line he throws them off by doubling back on his own trail it's a classic move good job um and it works for a while uh, so good job Bert. you're not the complete worst not quite not quite you could be paul <laughs> you could be paul and so there's a gunshot, and Marcy and Paul, Paul ends up heading back to the cabin, Marcy goes outside to find Dr. Mambo out there, the dog, who immediately just kills her, just eviscerates her, devours her. Yeah.
1: Which, at this point, she's infected. Yeah. Like, she's it's good not going to be long. Like, it it seems like this thing has, like, a 24-hour clock about, uh, so, like, she probably has the rest of the day to try to get help, and
0: that's it. Odds are, you're not going to get any. So, whoops. Yeah, she should have gotten out a long time ago. She shouldn't still be here. No that that's marcy's big mistake also she was a good samaritan uh, trying to help karen so much don't be a good samaritan don't be don't play stupid games you won't surprise you're, you're touching infected people you might get infected granted she got infected by drinking the water but if she hadn't drank the water she probably would have gotten infected by being all up on karen
1: yeah it's amazing that i don't think anyone got infected by like transferring the disease just person to person yeah
0: i think it was all water yeah paul arrives at the cabin and he, Dr. Mambo attacks. He sees Dr. Mambo, like, eating Karen. Yeah, He got, somehow got in the witch and he's eating on Karen. Uh, so he shoots Dr. Mambo, puts the dog down. Good job. Take your shot. Go, take the shot. Rule 22, take the shot. And then he goes to check on Karen. And Karen's, like, face has been ripped off, but she's still alive.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if this, it, like, it's her face or, or, or like, I, I don't know if it was ripped off or if it's just being eaten away. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Could be both. Yeah.
0: So Paul just beats her to death with a shovel to put her out of her misery. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah, and you and you could see like she's just like staring at him, and I don't know if she like wants him to help her, but there's
0: nothing anyone could do to save her anymore. She's dead. So... She's essentially already dead. Put her down. Yeah, it's 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 the kind move to do. Paul gets a point for this, but I'm going to, I'm going
1: to bring that point down to just a neutral break even point because he doesn't protect himself at all. Like, yes, he might be, uh, oh, yeah. he yeah, might he already gets, be infected, but he gets blood spattered he's all over really him. close to her with not that large of a shovel, smashes her face in and gets blood splattered all over his face. Some of that I can almost
0: guarantee got into your eyes. Fuck Paul. Yeah. No points. No points, Paul. I warn you no points. And I hope God doesn't Wait, God have, mercy have mercy on your, on your soul. soul. <laughs> no, I hope God doesn't have mercy on your no, soul. Yeah. Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> so Paul gets like his gear ready to go. He's got a gun. He's just going to leave the cabin and go off to get help, finally. But Bert shows up and tells him the rednecks are after him. Uh, the rednecks get to the cabin. Uh, they open the cabin door, and Bert's just like there, and they just shoot and kill Bert right away. Bert was pretty much dead anyway.
1: One last criticism for Bert Uh, He felt the need to have a one-liner right before he died. He's holding a gun. You could have taken one of these guys out.
0: Yeah, take the shot.
1: He felt the need to say something first, and because he said that, he didn't get the shot off. Yep, rule 22,
0: take the shot. You don't need a clever one-liner. Do that after they're dead. Yeah. (laughs) But Paul appears out of nowhere and, like, manages to kill all three of these rednecks. Uh, He knocks one over, who accidentally shoots the other one, and then he stabs one in the head with a screwdriver and impales the third one on, like, a spear. Or a stick or something. So yeah, okay, good for Paul to kill, take all these guys a out. Triple kill, a little Rambo esque. And then Paul just gets the hell out of here. He, he first he runs off to try and find Jeff and warn him, but he, he can't find Jeff. He only finds Grimm's body, who's been like ripped in half somehow. I don't know. Maybe the dog got him. Don't know what happened to Grimm. Yeah, no, no idea. But Paul ends up finding the redneck's truck and taking out driving. On the way, he realizes he re- he is infected, and this distracts him while he's driving. Rule number thirty-seven: Keep your eyes on the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, He drives straight into a deer, and the deer is like stuck in his windshield, like still like kicking, (laughs) (laughs) just getting blood all over him. And uh, he ends up having to put the deer down with this gun. And but this wreck totals his car too; doesn't run anymore. So now he's on foot. But he ends up finding a party, group of underage partyers. Yeah, party party man. We got a party. Oh wow, a party. We got a forty man. Look yeah, party, man. This is party central, man. Can't wait for the party. Look who's partying with a bunch of underage people. It's Deputy fucking Winston. And Paul's like, where the fuck is the tow truck? And Winston's like, I called a tow truck, but it broke down, so I, that one needed a tow truck. <laughs> God damn it, Winston. The worst. He's just the worst. Which um,
1: kept making me think that he was, like, in on this somehow. Nope.
0: Not at all. Nope, just a dumbass. Just a dumbass. So, Winston offers him a ride. And Paul is just covered in blood at this point by the way uh, yeah winston don't do this <laughs> yeah, don't do this you dumb piece of shit but a call comes in over the radio it's like hey deputy winston uh yeah there's some sort of like flesh-eating disease and a bunch of crazy kids have it so if you've seen them you have permission to shoot on sight uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> and all the parties like winston shoot him he's like i left my gun in the car i can't <laughs> he's like, uh, go get it <laughs> So a couple you are literally. I think. I think he is leaned up against a car right now. Doesn't like, give a fuck. So one of the partiers attacks Paul, and there's like a, a small fight, and Paul infects one of them by like bleeding all over. It's it's like it's a weird
1: like almost flashback to when they were first approached by uh, Henry. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's similar. Except it's just
1: like continuing the story almost.
0: But all these kids are smart, and they just run away. They just get out, and they they steal Winston's car too. So, Winston's is stuck here, and Paul just wanders off and tries to hitch a ride from the road. And no one's picking him up, which is good. Good job. No one should pick him up. Uh, Rule number uh, 13, don't pick up hitchhikers. Yep. But eventually, Paul collapses in the middle of the road, and a truck driver picks up his unconscious form. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Nope. Even unconscious ones. Nope. And drops him at the hospital.
1: And this is a good lesson, because, like... You you could think that this hitchhiker is, uh, or maybe not even a hitchhiker. You don't know like who this person is. They could need a bunch of help. Uh, Don't be a good Samaritan. (laughs) There's always a possibility that they could have some sort of infectious disease.
0: Always that possibility.
1: Just call the cops. Just call the cops. Yep. Call for, wait for backup. Rule wait for backup. That is the big lesson. Keep your distance and wait for backup. And being a good Samaritan would be stopping right before him, putting on your hazards, making sure that no one runs him over, yep. and just sitting there waiting for someone
0: to come pick sure. him up.
1: Sure, sure, sure. That's that is, that is the good Samaritan duty Yes, here. You don't need to come in
0: contact you with him. You don't put yourself in danger. You still do a good thing. Yep. Perfect. That's that's how it should be. That's the human way, I mm-hmm. feel. That's, we shall strive to be the guy who stops the traffic and puts their hazards on. Yeah. And doesn't get out of the truck. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets brought to the hospital and the doctors and the cops try to talk to him, but he's delirious and doesn't even know what he's saying anymore. They decide to transfer him to a different hospital. So they put him in the back of Deputy Winston's car and Winston's driving off. He's like, hey, man, we're going to have a party now. It's party time, man. We're going to have a real party all night long. We're gonna party. He's drinking a beer as he's driving. He's just the worst. Don't be a menace. And this is where I I, I still don't
1: get it because we're going to cut to later Paul's body being on the side of a riverbank. Yep.
0: Winston just dumps him somewhere by a river.
1: So I I really have no idea who Winston's character even is. He's a deputy. Like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he just a straight up
0: dumbass? It's that one. (laughs) Like, uh,
1: I have no idea. Does he want a party or does he want to get rid of Paul? I don't know.
0: No one knows, man. So we cut back to Jeff, who's just in the woods, drunk, <laughs> finished all his beer. Yeah, I thought the movie was over at this point. <laughs> yep. So he just climbs out of his hidey hole and goes back to the cabin, sees everyone's dead. He's like,
1: Yeah, I did it, I live. Well, he starts like he starts like sobbing, and I thought it was gonna be like a touching moment of like, oh my gosh, all my friends are dead, and like have this moment of
0: like guilt almost, like survivor's guilt. Yep. <laughs> because all your friends died and you ditched them. Nope. He's just stoked he's alive. Yep. So he goes back outside and all the cops shoot him dead. Womp womp. Womp womp. I don't think Jeff had a chance here. (sighs) like if the cops are coming in to kill everyone and just clean up the mess and like brush it under the rug you're kind of screwed
1: your only chance is not returning to the scene of the crime yeah
0: and maybe he shouldn't have gone in the cabin like he could have gone back there and just like oh shit well i'm getting out of here
1: well and, and that that's what doesn't really track a whole lot about his character is that he returns he returns to the cabin which overall i think is okay but after you see the carnage here don't go inside yeah don't go in the cabin You don't know how this thing spreads. It could be airborne. It could be whatever. Turn around. Go back the way you came. Get out. And
0: get out somewhere. Anywhere else. And he might have made it. Maybe. Maybe. Doubtful, but maybe. Uh, And so the cops shoot him and then burn all the bodies. But here's the weird thing that I really don't get. Why didn't they burn Paul as well? Because he was in the back of Deputy Winston's car. Deputy Winston is at the cabin, too. They don't burn him. He just dumped him on the side of a, a river. So and then we cut to, you know, we go from burning all the bodies to cut to Paul, apparently dead. He's not actually dead. We're going to find out in the sequel. He's still alive. Yeah,
1: you can see his hand twitching actually. Okay.
0: Yep. Okay, I missed that completely. Uh he's in uh, alongside a river bank, bleeding into the river, and downstream some kids are gathering up a cooler for some uh, some water to make some lemonade.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> kids, what the hell are you doing grabbing lemonade water like from a
0: river? <laughs> That's a classic move. <laughs> Stupid kids, well, goddamn rednecks. <laughs> this is why you don't buy lemonade from kids, you don't know where it's been. Yeah, and so the cops arrive at the general store, and the kids are serving a lemonade out front, and they all drink a lemonade. Womp womp, all infected. Yep, but yeah, I just don't get why they didn't burn Paul as well. Uh, if you really wanted to do this, which you know, I, I don't think it was a very good, either. rule number 29 is no half measures, no more half measures, Walter. You need to go all the way and burn everything, but. You don't know if that burning the bodies is enough. You don't know that. You need to get the CDC in here to run some tests on this infection and figure out how to properly disinfect everything.
1: Yeah, and it's not like they're trying to like cover something up. Like it would make sense if they're trying to cover it up,
0: but, but aren't they? I, I don't. I... They might be to like try because it, it's like a resorty area. Like people come and stay at these cabins. Maybe they are trying to cover I it. Get, up. If if that's what this like this place is, which I guess
1: that that does make sense. You don't want people to think that there's something just being carried around the town. Yeah. That's why they went in and hunted them down in the first place too at the store yep so i guess that kind of makes sense but that still doesn't track back to why they didn't do the same for paul
0: yeah it it doesn't paul that thing with paul makes zero sense and they really need to bring in a a team of experts to figure this out this is just stupid it's gonna lead to a fucking sequel classic yep (laughs) dumbasses so the cops are drinking the lemonade at the general store then a group of three black people show up at the general store in just a stereotyping fashion too And then we see the old man at the beginning who had the rifle in the general store. And he goes inside. The Three black people go inside. The old man grabs the gun. And he hands it to him. He says, here you go. It's been fixed and polished. It's all brand new. And that's the joke. Yep. The brick joke. And we we just got hit with a brick.
1: The the most unnecessary thing you could absolutely think of. Why? I I can't think of a more unnecessary way to include some old white guy thrown around the N-word. Yep for a joke that pays off and has no no connection
0: to anything in the plot of the movie none none whatsoever unnecessary this, <laughs> the move, this movie sucks and finally the movie ends with a truck full of probably contaminated water shipping out of town yeah that's the and that is yeah. the end of cabin fever thank god it's over it's finally over but is it <sighs> Is it over? So I don't really have any new rules for Cabin Fever. It was pretty much just keep your distance and wait for backup. That's this whole movie. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. These characters just suck, man. Uh, So no new rules. Let's get into the awards. First, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules.
1: There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie.
0: And this is, of course, based off Randy from Scream, the best movie character of all time. I think this one's easy. I think we have to give it to Jeff.
1: Yeah. uh, No one else really does
0: anything. (laughs) I love that Jeff. There's
1: one good move here and there, but that's it.
0: Jeff just abandoned all his friends to get out of this infected area and goes off to get drunk in the woods. What a hero.
1: Yeah, I would hope that that would never be an issue with our friend group at all. Like, I would hope that we're all acting smartly yeah. with it. Uh,
0: but if we're all starting to be stupid,
1: I would expect you to do the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: If, you, if the group you're with is doing something dumb, I don't think there's any shame in knowing when to cut ties, which is what Jeff does. Uh, he's like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to get drunk in the woods. <laughs> yeah, we never mentioned that. Cut ties. <laughs> yeah, I know when to cut ties. If your friends are doing something incredibly dumb, like exposing themselves to a deadly virus, don't go with them. Don't let your friends drag you down when they're being dumb. So I think it's Jeff. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, then we have Night of the Living Club, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. And this is, of course, based off Barbara from Knight of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: Stop it. You're ignorant.
0: They're coming for you, Barbara. This one, there's more options, but I still think there's a, there's a, a winner. I think it's Paul. Because the two worst moves of the movie were both Pauls.
1: Yeah, I I I feel like it is pretty close because just because there's so many bad moves here, but my mind just keeps going back to that ladder, yeah, uh, where he climbs halfway down to look at Henry's dead body for what reason? There is no
0: excuse for that. Touching everything uh, involving Karen. He has sex with Marcy for some dumb reason. Paul just sucks so hard, not to mention he's a terrible human being, and and he's just the worst. Uh, Hate Paul. Unfortunately, he's still alive in this movie. He will be back in the sequel, so he's technically a living pleb, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um,
1: I hope he's a a miserable living pleb. uh I hope this infectious disease is terrible.
0: All we can hope for is him to die a horrible death in the sequel.
1: Slowly eating away at his brain.
0: Yes. One of my least favorite characters we've covered, and we're on episode 70 of the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast, and he's one of my least favorite characters we've talked about in this whole series. I could see that. And uh, I'm struggling. You know, maybe the, the leads from of the Corn remake are, are up there too, but uh, it's too bad because I like Ryder Strong. And it's so
1: weird because usually the ones that you hate the most aren't, like, the main character. Yeah, you have, like, this main, like, group of people, but he's he's the main Person here that I don't know if they're they want you to try to root for this guy, they
0: don't do a good job. They don't, that's the big question mark. Are we supposed to root for Paul? And I feel like definitely in the first half of the movie, he set up for us to root for him. And then is it just misguided directorial decisions, or are we not supposed to like Paul? Are you supposed to turn against him? And like, I think it's just a bad directing. I wouldn't be surprised. That's my prediction. That's what I think. Fuck Paul. Hope he dies. Fuck Paul all right well that is the end of cabin fever the, the wheel of spooks is still in quarantine so we're just doing whatever moves we can i'm gonna try and do maybe the texas chance on massacre remake next week but we'll see otherwise it could be cabin fever too i don't know
1: i'll help wherever i can thanks man reluctantly josh
0: any social media sure you can follow
1: me on twitter and instagram at jwessler that's j-w-e-h-s-e-l-e-r
0: You can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. That's how, the number two horror. And go ahead and give us any five star reviews on your podcast listener choice, and we will read them on the podcast. Well, what? Uh, Josh, thanks for doing this, man.
1: No, thanks for having me.
0: All right. Uh, Anything else? No, I'm good. All right. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast. And now more than ever, stay safe out there.
1: (laughs) I'm <laughs> <laughs>